Welcome to the Girls Who Gather podcast, a podcast spotlighting women's stories from a diverse range of backgrounds and stages of life, highlighting the ways they are building community, empowering other women, and walking out their calling. We are so glad that you decided to tune in. Our heart and our hope in launching this podcast is to begin extending the voice of Gather beyond just the physical spaces where we meet in our cities, campuses, and apartments. We want to make our content even more accessible to all of you. With an incredible diversity of feminine voices, we want to create a catalogue of stories, testimonies, inspirational content, and more that you and your friends can always return to for inspiration and empowerment. We will also be announcing Gather News, updates, and other exciting events coming up on this platform. So stay tuned for more from us as we journey through this next season together. And as you listen, we encourage you to lean in and learn from some truly incredible women. We are so excited to bring on our next guest. She is an Orange County native like yours truly. We grew up in the same place um, for the most part and with a passion for travel, digital content creation and YouTubing. She is an incredible self-starter wanting to make inspiring and empowering content for her now half a million subscribers. Her heart has been drawn to championing the causes of sustainable fashion and thrifting, health and wellness, social activism, and more. She has been featured in a number of global media outlets from Business Insider and Elite Daily to Bustle and Harper's Bazaar. She is currently working with the digital brand architects um, and has interned as a media consultant for the United Nations, which is crazy and super cool. Partnering with so many powerful brands and having built a name for herself in her field, to us, she truly embodies what it means to be a woman of action. So please welcome to the show today, Miss Elena Tabor. Hello, hello. <laughs> Oh, happy to be Hello. here. Good to have you. So we like to start by talking about the upbringing of our guests, kind of where they got their start. Um, Elena, you and I are from the same hometown. That is where we were quarantining for way too long. Um, and you know, beautiful area. We love Orange County. Shout out to OC. Um, and I, I worked briefly with your mom. We have some mutual friends, but, which is crazy. But we didn't actually meet till we were in New York. Yeah. Um, and you were actually born in Paris too. So, yes. and you've done a lot of traveling. So, can you tell yes. me a little bit more about your upbringing and how that shaped kind of what you are doing now and your desire to do what you do now? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I was born in Paris, France. I lived there until I was four. My parents were working kind of in the nonprofit space out there. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that I think was just kind of like, yeah, I guess being born a broad per se was kind of yeah definitely like a launching pad into my passion for travel as well as like just experiencing and seeking out learning from different cultures um from there I moved to California where I spent the vast majority of my childhood I went to college in San Diego and that's where I started my channel actually um I went to Point Loma Nazarene University, which is a very like beautiful beachy school and so I started off with creating quite a bit of like surfery beachy content that performed quite well on YouTube and allowed me to um, kind of make a space for myself and then be able to talk about more things that I'm passionate about. I studied business marketing, which was, you know, great, got the job done. And then throughout (laughs) that time, I got connected with some nonprofits and NGOs. I ended up doing some media consulting work for the United Nations my junior and senior year, as well as some other like affiliate organizations. And yeah, I've loved making videos ever since I was 12. I would make like 
really cheesy like music videos <laughs> with my friends in middle school and like really awful skits but that's definitely <laughs> where my like love for the creation yeah. of videos started and that's never left I've always loved making videos um, and just video as a medium and then yeah when I, I graduated and I my goal was that if I hit 100k on YouTube that I would try to go full time and I, I hit that mm -hmm. like right I think it was like a day after I graduated college wow. and I was wow. like you know what I'm gonna go for it like this is crazy but I think wow. I can sustain myself I had gone throughout I started my freshman year and so I had gone throughout um the past four years of school with a full-time schedule working a part-time job and then also creating these weekly videos and then, yeah, by the time I graduated, I decided to to go full time. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up in a, I'd say a multi, I had like a multicultural upbringing. My mom is Iranian, my dad's white. And so I always was kind of um, exposed to different cultures, religions, languages. And I think that really set this like desire into me to travel, to constantly try to learn more about people other than myself mm. um, and different than myself there was always a lot of like diversity growing up and my mom was always extremely hospitable because that's a big part of Iranian culture and so I think a lot of that really um yeah built this within me to want mm -hmm. to constantly reach out and make sure that I'm like including others and seeking out people that are different from myself yeah, and so yeah. I think that translated to some of the work I've done um into wanting creating to create content that I feel like people from all over can enjoy, um, yeah. as well as like my my passion to travel. So it's a little yeah. off the top of my head. No, that's great. That's, that's it. So awesome. Such mm -hmm. a cool, you've lived such a cool life, even just like, not just what that your travels that you've done, but just kind of, yeah, your upbringing. I wanted to, to talk mm -hmm. about that. But, and you also just like amazed me because I think in the in the time that I've known you, I just, you, you see something you want to do or you figure out what you want to do and then you, you go do it and you make it happen. And um, I don't, you are such a self-starter. I don't think that's necessarily innate in everyone, but I think everyone can kind of like learn to cultivate mm -hmm. that in themselves. Um, just sometimes takes more discipline and motivation mm -hmm. for other people. But, um, do you feel like you've always been that way? Was that kind of something that like, you feel like you got as you got older? Um, cause you just, you really are, you're just like that. You're like, I want to do this <laughs> and I'm going to go do it. I want to travel here. I'm going to book tickets and just like go so mm -hmm. has that always kind of been in your nature do you feel like that came later speak a little bit more yeah I think it definitely came later I um was super shy growing up so like my family members and cousins and relatives still joke they're like how the heck are you a YouTuber like you're the last <laughs> family member we expected for this because like I was yeah. very shy mm. um I think a turning point for me when I realized I needed to kind of shake things up and, and reach outside my comfort zone was um, when I was a freshman in college, I was attending a university for a year, didn't love it, and then decided to take a semester and um, move abroad by myself, which I was just very naive. I had right. no idea how challenging <laughs> it would be. I was like, I'm going to do this. It's going to be great. <laughs> and so I decided to go to Paris because my parents had a family friend I could stay with. I didn't speak the language. I didn't know a single person there. And I was 18. <laughs> I was like, all right, got to figure it out. So I think because I was naive, but I was really yeah. itching for adventure because I had always felt like this wanderlust, mm -hmm. I decided to go for it. And then being there was an extremely transformative experience, you know, at such a, an age where you're developing so much, it, it really taught me that I like, if I want to create genuine connections, if I want to find community, if I want to 
you know, follow these big dreams, I have to push myself to do it. And so I learned how to, you know, reach out to strangers and build connections in a country where, yeah, I didn't speak the language. I didn't know anybody. I really, really forced me to push myself outside my comfort zone. And I feel like that experience was like a catalyst into my twenties to keep seeking that out. Um, And I am a three on the Enneagram for those who follow the Enneagram. <laughs> so there definitely is quite a, quite a bit of me is is driven by, you know, working hard, seeking out success. I, I really feel yeah. happy when I'm productive and I'm doing things I care about. Um, so I think it's a combination of all of those where I'm like, you know what, if I really want something, I need to commit to doing it and develop yeah. a clear vision and go for it. So, good. so Elena, you are yes I agree with I agree with Lauren you're an amazing individual and your story is so inspiring just taking little bits and pieces of your travels and and what you're drawn to and then turning it into like a story an ongoing story on your channel YouTube and that is a platform I have been itching to use for years to kind of get into all of that because I also love storytelling and just traveling and so I also heard from a little birdie that you just hit, I don't know, 500,000 subscribers. <laughs> wow. Congratulations yes, to you. Thank you. Huge. Yes. Thank you. That is amazing. And I'm sure it's probably a bit of a strange thing to know and, and now have that. There's so many people all over the world watching your content and like engaging mm-hmm. with you yes. on your Insta and just all these different places. And I hear from Lauren, you've also been recognized on the street in New York. Like, Yes, that happens like every other day in California. I have a big, I know that was something I never expected. And I think because I started by making California content, a lot of those videos just keep racking up views. But while I've been here, it's like every other day, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not what I expected. It's fun, (laughs) but it is very, very odd. (laughs) I want to ask you then, what what do you feel like you've learned just having so many people following your content so closely, Mm -hmm. learning to craft your voice in the digital space? What are some of the challenges? What are some of the biggest payoffs that you've experienced so far? Mm, yeah, great question. Um, definitely a lot of, of pros and cons. I never expected it to get quite as big. Like I never started with the intention of it becoming a job. It wasn't until later that I was like, oh, this could actually be something. Um, I think obviously there's an incredible amount of pressure that comes with having such a large platform where I I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that I don't mess up and that I create content that's a mixture of just lighthearted entertaining content because that's what people really want and there's so many people that just want something to feel that's like calming that they feel like they can enjoy and relax and they feel like they're listening to a friend while also infusing more meaning into that content so I'm constantly trying to find that that balance so I think the negative would be that you know kind of that for overwhelming over my head pressure all the time that I can't (laughs) if I think about the number too much I get pretty overwhelmed but if I'm not you know if I'm not focusing on it too much I'm like all right I can do this um and kind of having every little step I take be on a public sphere so if I mess up it's not like I'm just getting mad at myself it's the potential of like hundreds of thousands of people getting mad at me so I'm like okay don't want (laughs) to slip up there um but obviously it's incredible and I feel so blessed to have been given you know they're grown this platform and to be able to have influence to talk about the things I'm passionate about um Mm -hmm. to just inspire people even in little ways that you know just like the videos I create and the life I live and so I think yeah, it's just such a powerful platform. Um, and there's so much potential there to do 
good in big and little ways that I'm so grateful yeah. for. And I think right. people who don't really know the social media sphere as well, it's, it, it is such an incredibly unique place. It's an incredibly unique community and you can build these beautiful connections with people all over the world, which has been, yeah, absolutely right. insane. And speaking of all over the world, you do a lot of traveling, which is, again, something I think is just so awesome to get out of your bubble, to get out of Orange County, out of America, mm -hmm. and just see landscapes and, and cultures and peoples that are beyond yourself. And I think for me, I mean, on a personal level, hence why I studied anthropology in college, because I love just it. love studying humanity. And so I'm curious to Aletta, if you could speak to how you know, the expansion of your worldview in your travels and your experiences, how has that helped to shape your content, but also you being a woman of action in your field? Definitely. I think travel is, is, has been one of the biggest things for me and the content that I create and that constantly inspires me. I mean, I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I was born in France. And so my parents always um, kind of infused this uh, desired really put the the importance or explain the importance to us of travel from a young age. So it was always mm -hmm. something that I was inspired by. My mom was always hosting different friends from around the world, or like we would, you know, host foreign exchange students and all this. So I always loved that. And so I think going to a different country and getting to meet people that are different from myself with different viewpoints and passions and goals and, and yeah, just ways of thinking, I think is so crucial to be able to broaden my perspective and realize that the little bubble I come from is just like a little, a little <laughs> drop in the ocean. And there's wow. so much out there to explore and to learn. Um, so I think it's constantly pushing me to shift the way I think and to try to create content that's inclusive and, um, you know, to be able to support different causes I'm passionate about or bring light to different issues, issues I'm passionate about. Um, that I come across around the world. Yeah. So awesome. Wow, it's so good. Um, so we have also talked about, and you, you just, just mentioned it briefly, but we've talked a lot, you and I, just about like using your platform for good and how, you know, you do have this heart for, you worked with the UN, you have a heart for um, human rights issues. You started a book club and the past couple of books that you've been reading um, have been about social justice issues. And so you've been, have, you know, using your influence to really mobilize people to do the work and do the learning and to dig deep and to have these conversations, which I so admire and think that's so important, um, especially when you have this broad reach now as you do. And so um, can you talk a little bit, a bit more about this heart that you do have to, to use your platform for good to um, bring about, you know, change in the, in the people who are engaging with your content and even um, if you want to talk about kind of your long-term vision for what you hope that would be, we'd love mm -hmm. to know. Like I said earlier, having a having a platform comes with definitely responsibility, and I want to make sure I'm, I'm utilizing it well. I've learned with time there's definitely a balance where I can't fully go one way or another. It's about finding that sweet spot of you know providing something that's entertaining, but also being like, hey, here's this really incredible cause you should care about or like here's this issue that I, I would love for you to dive deeper in and see if that's something that you want to support or yeah. pour your own heart into um I think that's just been always something that's important to me is living a life of meaning and doing something that's bigger than myself on that note I have like I love the demographic of of viewers that I have because it's primarily yeah. females for sure 18 to 24 and then also 25 to 30. So it's a lot of gals in a very similar space of life in me in their 20s trying to find mm -hmm. their way. And I think 
being able to just really lean into that has been such a fun journey because like I'm learning alongside all these incredible other individuals. And I think just sharing what I'm passionate about, learning what other people are passionate about um, has been such a cool thing to do. I love storytelling. It's it's yeah. my favorite thing. And I love video. And I, I think, yeah, YouTube has been such an amazing dream job. Um, and in the long term, yeah, I'd, I'd love to pursue it from more of a journalistic standpoint, potentially. I think there is this incredible space that's kind of there's gaps in where you have the very traditional forms of media like CNN or documentaries. Okay. Um, but there is a bit of this gap of bringing some of those more unique stories and hard-hitting news in a way that's more approachable and like digestible to a semi-younger audience. While so many of my followers are extremely intelligent, way smarter than me right. and doing incredible things, <laughs> I think there's also a lot of people who don't necessarily turn to the news every day or seek right. out information. But I feel like there's a lot of people who want to learn more and don't know where to go. So I think if right. like, I would love to kind of, you know, potentially get my grad degree in journalism, maybe Columbia. Yes, that yes. me? That's the dream. Oh, um, yeah. Kind of dive into that Columbia, like storytelling. Right. I know I'm like, Columbia, anybody out there? Look it up, please. Let me in and like maybe give me this a story. video interview. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Undercover. <laughs> but I think that would be super, that would be such a dream of mine is to combine kind of more of that you know, really ha making sure I, I know what I'm doing and that I have yeah. the, the knowledge and the skill set, yes. but kind of bringing that like journalistic documentarian style of video in a more digestible way to women in their 20s to women in yeah. their late teens. And especially on the platform of YouTube, because I feel like it is such an incredible platform for connection. And I feel like there's such yeah. a great way to, to share really important stories so I don't know exactly yeah. what the long-term plan is, but I would love to dive into that yeah. more. Yeah, I love that. That's such a good, that's such a good point. That's such a good mm -hmm. thing to to think about. I studied like human rights and, and entertainment yeah. and looked at like the intersection between the two and the way that narrative does shape policy and the way mm -hmm. that we see what we see in media, what we consume, what is what the, what stories are told in the entertainment yeah, world exactly. to really impact the change that we want yeah. to see. So I love you know, that. even on a on a really granular, like very personal, right in the home, right on your phone kind of mm -hmm. deal, you know, how is what you're creating impacting human rights? That's huge. Um, yeah. And I also want to know just kind of in, in that vein, but a little bit more broad, do you ever feel like pressured now that you have so many followers, do you feel pressured to be kind of what, or to make the content that um, people really want to see versus maybe what you want to do or yeah. what you feel like is true to your personality or your kind of creative vision as that, how do you, how do you, you know, deal with that and how do you, mm -hmm. um, yeah. How do you walk that out? Yeah. I think there's definitely pressure to put out certain content. I think another thing that's just as interesting is like the YouTube algorithm comes into play. So I just have to, I have to yeah. still be really conscious that I'm staying on top of mm -hmm. the trends and so it's mm -hmm. almost like I have to really stay on top of yeah kind of checking what's working what's not within like the marketing spe sphere of YouTube and then kind of craft that in a way to be able to really pour my own voice into and make it my own mm -hmm. so it's I wish even like hitting 500k you think oh you can just post whatever you want people are gonna love it but it's like no I still have to be very strategic about like the titles I'm using, the content I'm doing. So anytime I have a new idea, I'm like, okay, how can I structure this to perform well on YouTube, which is just an interesting way to like constantly have to think because I'll have like a million ideas, but I'm like that, 
probably won't perform well. And then that could potentially with the algorithm, like bring my drag my whole channel down. So mm. there's constantly, yeah, I just constantly have to be strategic about paying attention to what's working and what's not, and then making that my own. So I feel like that kind of takes precedence even over like the pressure of like, oh, create this certain type of video that like certain people are asking for or expect of me. It's almost like, okay, but what's going to still keep working and keep people excited and still work well on YouTube. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think a lot of the elements that Lauren just asked about, and I think that you've been describing, Elena, speak to the creative process of being a content creator. And, you know, what is that like as a nine to five? I mean, you you have to be strategic, like the aesthetics of the filters. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is not where I'm proficient in knowledge. <laughs> All those small details that build your brand, that build your aesthetic. Can you walk us through how you decide you know, how and when you want to make a video, brainstorming, shooting, editing, what is that process like for you? And then where does your inspiration come from? Oh, good. Oh, I like that. Um, Okay. (laughs) So yeah, definitely a very interesting nine to five. For anyone listening out there who doesn't know YouTube, I promise it is a lot of work. It's like a very <laughs> full schedule. I, I see people be like, oh, you made that 10 minute video. Like, what do you do with the rest of your week? I'm like, no, that that takes like the entire yeah. week. Like, <laughs> There's so much behind the scenes. Um, I think, yeah, I think, like I said earlier, it's, it's kind of paying attention to what other people are doing. Obviously, staying true to myself, but saying like, okay, what's working? What's not? What can I do that I'm really excited about? Um, My week consists of, yeah, a variety of things. It's editing for many hours. It's taking calls. It's being in contact with brands, with my manager. It's planning out thumbnails and photos. Um, I'm working on designing merch. I'm working on creating a course. I'm working on designing like presets. So there's a lot of like different little layers to it. Um, I think when it comes to the creative process itself, it's like, I kind of have had to define myself in a way, um, from kind of like a brand perspective. I'm like, what do I want to be known for? Mm. Not just on paper vision wise, like goal wise and like, you know, things that I'm passionate about, but also even just like aesthetically, which is such a weird thing to have to consider But I'm like, what, what, what's my, my style? Like, how do I Mm. convey that style and those interests and those loves? through a visual platform, um, right. which honestly I find so fun. So yeah, it is a lot of thinking about like, okay, exactly like what songs am I gonna use? What color scheme am I gonna use? And how's it gonna look in the end result? Um, I personally find a lot of inspiration from my you know, settings for sure. And so I think I was traveling a lot, cannot travel as much <laughs> in the current climate. Right. I was supposed to be traveling this whole year, but instead yeah. I'm in my parents' suburban bedroom. So here we are. <laughs> making it work um it looks but, cute though you made yeah, it cute there you go. <laughs> so i think usually i mean definitely my surroundings i draw draw a lot of inspiration from whether that be california or new york city which is just a hub of energy and creativity and it's just endless inspiration there or from abroad i actually also find a lot of inspiration from creators as well especially creators in slightly different you know spheres from my own who i really admire what they're doing so for example like johnny harris is a vox borders um kind of like documentary and journalist i actually literally was on a call with him 30 minutes ago about a different project which was i i was fangirling i don't fangirl often but i was definitely (laughs) hardcore fangirling i was really trying to keep it together i was like oh my gosh he knows my name no big deal did he say it right he did he did i literally my boyfriend is also a massive fan of him like we watch his videos together like we binge him I texted him I was like oh my gosh Fletcher Johnny Harris just said my name correctly like thank you very much anyway if he listens to this podcast 
I'll be slightly embarrassed, but also love you, Johnny. Love you is they're great. <laughs> um, so <laughs> for example, he creates really incredible, very cinematic, very, very well-researched content highlighting different um, borders around the world. And so, which is such an interesting concept. So I think finding someone like him, who's more in that journalistic space, but is utilizing video, especially on YouTube has been really inspiring because it's very different from my own lifestyle content. Um, but I love the direction he's taking it. Or for example, like there's this big channel called Yes Theory, which is so different from the content I create, um, but they create kind of more like almost clickbaity content, but it has really good meaning to it. And it's all about pushing people outside their comfort zones. They often bring in subscribers onto the videos and help the subscriber, you know, face a fear, live out a dream. And it's, it's very beautiful content. And I love how they really create this community aspect. So I think by seeking out creators in different spaces from my own who are doing things that I really admire, I'm able to draw new inspiration to what I do. So I love awesome. that. And did you start when it started too? Was it kind of just okay these are my you were in San Diego which is for those of you who don't know what San Diego looks like it's beautiful mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> so that was kind of just like okay this is what's around me and I'm just going to use this and, and go from there or did you have kind of an idea of like were you already thinking about like this is who I want to be in the YouTube world I think it was a it was a gradual journey. I kind of consider myself to be in like the lifestyle sphere, give or take. Mm -hmm. And so I always enjoyed making that kind of lifestyle content, which could be defined as like vlogs or um, routines, talking about fashion, talking yeah. about beauty, talking about health and wellness. And then with time, I was able to expand it into things that I'm more passionate. Like I always wanted to do you know, I wanted to travel and I wanted to highlight things um, abroad and then also more holistic wellness and kind of navigating life in your 20s. So I think it's it started in, in San Diego and kind of seeing like, okay, what are people doing in the lifestyle sphere? What do I want to do and what do I have to offer? And then as I, I you know, as I grow and change, I, I constantly grow and change that content as well. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, your breakfast videos are great. <laughs> right? I'm making breakfast. Good breakfast. <laughs> Right. Like, it's like the casual content that you have to just slip in there where it's just like, you know, we all love a good food video. I like, know. You can't go wrong. <laughs> I don't I like don't eat breakfast, but every time I every time I've like watched anything where you're making breakfast, I'm like, I should probably eat breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. And it should my, probably my number one goal. Yeah. If it doesn't <laughs> look like that, then I don't want it. Breakfast 2020. Yes. <laughs> Change the world. It's my real mission. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um and just in this kind of vein, you've you've done a lot, you've been featured in um, some incredible editorials and um, you were interviewed by Women's Wear Daily and Harper's Bazaar. You've just had some wild things um, yeah. happen in the past few years. So what is maybe the most, I really like the word wild, so I'm just going to say wild, but mm -hmm. also maybe surreal experience or partnership that you had or just mm -hmm. a moment where you're like, what is my life? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. A lot. YouTube has been a wild, to use wild as well, wild <laughs> journey for sure. I never would have expected that Doris that it's opened. I think fashion week is just a dreamy experience. While I like to talk about sustainable fashion, it's definitely not like the main thing on my channel, but I've loved it from an early age. Yeah. And so I've got to attend a lot of really cool fashion week events this year, a lot of cool fashion week parties. And I like would see some celebrities where I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not supposed <laughs> to be here. Heavy imposter syndrome. Um, one cool one was with Business Insider they put out an article of like the top 20 influencers to follow in New York city. And I got featured in that. I was like, are you sure? Wow. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's a lot of really great creators <laughs> out there. Um, so there's a lot of like moments where I have to kind of just pinch myself yeah. and you know, that imposter syndrome 
sets in but any of those I'm, I'm so grateful for any like chance to travel and to get paid to travel has been something I've dreamed of since I was like 12 so any moment like that I'm just like what is happening what is going on <laughs> yeah it's been a special journey well and I imagine too in your travels Elena and also going from like west coast to east coast which shout out to the east coast um <laughs> as a DC native myself but I think, you know, in the process of traveling, I'm sure community has come up, you know, having mm-hmm. friends, having that as a point of stability, I guess. And that's what we're passionate about here at Gather, as I'm sure you've heard, like we are in the business, in the process, the mission of building community for women, whether it's online mm-hmm. or how we started, which is in person. Um, and so I want to ask you, like in your journey, building your brand, going around the world, developing connections with people, like what does building community mean to you? Like, what does it look like for you? And is it part of the life you wanna live in the job and the field that you're pursuing? Yeah, oh, definitely. I think community is like such a crucial, crucial part of life, no matter what you're doing, it's absolutely necessary for you know your, your mental health and your levels of joy and happiness. And it's something I've, I've had to really learn to seek out because I've I've moved quite a bit. I moved a lot as a child. Um, mm-hmm. I changed schools like seven times by the time I was in seventh wow. grade. And I, wow. I went to a school my first year of college. And then I, I started, a, I moved to France on my own. And I felt like I started a new life. And then I had to uproot that. And then went yep. to school in San Diego and moved to New York. Mm-hmm. So I I've feel like through those experiences, I've really learned that I have to seek out community and friendship if that's something I want. And I've yeah. absolutely like an integral part of my life and what gives me so much happiness So I actually created a video on my channel about how to like make friends talking about loneliness, which kind of seems like a funny video title, but I've been getting constant messages from people that are like, how do I make friends post-grad? Like I moved to a new city. I don't have anybody. I'm so alone. And so I kept seeing this reoccurring theme in comments and messages. And I was like, Hey, I've I've been there quite a few times where I've started fresh and I've been like, I don't know anybody, but I really am craving connection. Um, So but plug to that video, check it out. Yeah, um, go to her channel, check it out. <laughs> I talk a lot about how to find community, and well, obviously, there's not like you know a linear plan for it necessarily. I think I think something I've really learned throughout the years is that even as a natural introvert, I have to put myself out there and to meet somebody new, and that there's always people around you, especially like in a city like New York or somewhere where you're moving. That's like a you know, an urban area, there's going to be so many people that are craving that connection as well. And people really, really need and want that. And I think that's what makes Gather so incredible. So many young women I've talked to are like looking for a space like that to find community. Um, And a lot of it, yeah, it takes reaching out. It takes pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to be willing to meet somebody new, which is a scary thing and building friendships post-grad is hard like it's not as easy as being yes. like let's go to the cap and then I'm going to see you for the next like 48 hours straight <laughs> it's like no I'll see you for an hour and then I'll see exactly. you in like four weeks like how do we right. make this a real friendship wow. it's so wow. much trickier but I think being super intentional and and ready yeah. to pour yourself into somebody else um yeah there's a lot of really beautiful chances for connection and community yeah That's awesome That's I guess on a slight side note Obviously, having half a million subscribers now, I'm going to plug that again, because that's just so awesome. No, I cannot get over it. I can't. I'm like, Um, like, engaging your your followers, I guess, or your online community. Like, what is what is that like? I mean, can I imagine you can't respond to everybody all at once. But like, how does that, I guess, online community look for you? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, just trying to find little ways to always connect with people, whether that be responding to comments or DMs, like, and just trying to, like, have those little individual connections whenever I can. Or if I do get the, like, opportunity to have somebody come up in public, trying to just, like, ask them a little bit about themselves um, is always such a credible experience. Um, Like I said earlier, I, I... get it I've gotten so many messages people being like hey I live in New York and I'm lonely and that's part of the reason why I started a book club because I was like how do I bring people together in a way that's not like awkward of just like hey here's coffee now mingle because a lot of people be like that's <laughs> social anxiety to the max that sounds terrifying right? but I was like maybe we can meet over a you know a book and a topic that we're passionate about and so yeah, nice. in January February right before the pandemic hit New York City um <laughs> I had an in-person book club with like 40 gals and we all read The Defining Decade which is like a great book about figuring out your space in your 20s um, at this cute coffee shop in the East Village and I just kind of Mm -hmm. facilitated and took a step back and just encouraged people to get to know each other and it was such a beautiful experience because there's all these people who are seeking out connection and we're able to find people in a very similar space and like build those friendships Um, so whenever I can take it off the platform in a way that's like you know organic I think is such an incredible way and then yeah on the platform it's just trying to keep conversations going. I think people really appreciate when a creator is willing to maybe be a little bit more vulnerable or share something that they're experiencing because there's so many other people who probably are relating to that behind the scenes and to be able to hear that there's someone else kind of experiencing the same thing, I think is really refreshing and makes people feel less alone. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's mm-hmm. so good. Yep. That's exactly why we started Gather. <laughs> so we yes, I love it. Like, so, important. Important. I mean, so important. Whether you're a full-time student with a bunch of courses, I think maybe that's the dynamic we see in New York. Yeah. Going to NYU is such a strange, like just a very different experience than the typical yeah. college experience because you are just like in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether you're that or you have a full-time job, you know, and you're maybe working with people that you wouldn't be that wouldn't be your community maybe they're yeah. not that yeah you really like would be your best friends so how do yeah. you find that and so gather really was born out of this idea to take that pressure away and to create the space for you so you can mm-hmm. have conversations that are already going to put you in a place where you're sharing you know stuff that that is a little bit more vulnerable and um you can look across the room and be like wow that is my story too and go connect yeah. with that girl and it kind of takes away the pressure and just kind of opens everybody up to it and so mm-hmm that's been just such a like a joy to watch grow and and exactly what you said it's just it's hard you know, being a young professional and yeah. moving to a new city and being you know you don't have a family you're not whatever you're figuring mm-hmm. it out and how do you find authentic relationships so yeah um, good to I know that, that you like, guys are doing that yeah such good a to know beautiful that. needed thing yeah yes. um but I also just want to ask you another mm-hmm. just a question on on vulnerability vulnerability is something that I think we choose to share with people or not and not everyone gets access to like the most intimate parts of us obviously yeah. so how have you navigated just like how much to share or just your, your level of vulnerability with you mm-hmm. know what you're creating or with your followers because I would imagine it's just trickier just because you know I feel like with my Instagram like I pretty much know everyone who follows me so I don't really yeah. need to like yeah think about it that much but with you you know it's going out to a lot more people so how does mm-hmm. that work in your head and your heart just in terms of vulnerability. Yeah, I think it I think it definitely comes there needs to be a balance which can be tricky to find. I think it really depends on the creator too because some creators are willing to share every intimate detail and then some are very closed off. Um, and so yeah, I try to find a balance within that. Like obviously I have to have a private life to a certain right. extent. Like I don't want to share every detail of my life and there's some things that I'm going through where I'm like, you know, this isn't just it's not meant for me to put it out on the internet. But mm-hmm. at the same time if I'm experiencing something 
that I feel like, you know, someone else is going to really be able to relate to and hopefully kind of find comfort and, you know, feeling like they're almost having this conversation with somebody else who's going through something similar. I think that's when vulnerability is so, so great and so important to kind of be able to connect with other people and have people not feel as alone in that. So, you know, with the pandemic, talking through feelings about that or talking about, you know, post-grad issues, I have a whole like little baby series about called like navigating your twenties, highlighting different things about navigating your twenties and kind of just, you know, little things that we're trying to figure (laughs) out. Yeah. So needed. I mean, learning as I go. So it's awesome. (laughs) Um, But I think, yeah, I think when I think vulnerability and things that I know other people are are definitely experiencing and can relate to is, is really a great opportunity to open up. Yes. Do you have to deal a lot with like negative, negative comments and haters and just people Mm -hmm. that are there to tear you down and like I mean also just what does that look like for you too yeah for that's I'm, a thing. <laughs> right oh my gosh I know that just comes with being on the internet thankfully yeah. because my content is not like controversial or I'm not yeah. like you know I and I try to just put out positive content in general I'd say like 99% is all positive which is like incredible and I'm so grateful for the community and all of the kind subscribers that are like they're they're amazing and yeah absolutely amazing obviously there's that one percent and yep. the one percent is the one, the part you're gonna remember the most. It's yeah. sticking with you. So that there's always breakfast could have been cheater. Exactly. Um, I'm like, don't try my best. Let me uh, don't criticize my bacon. I know. That's a cute ass pancake. Thank you very much. <laughs> there's oh yeah, there's always gonna be those people. I think it's it has helped me to build much thicker skin, which is yeah. a good, you know, it's a good thing to learn at a young age, that's for yeah. sure. Um I think, yeah, anything, when you do put your life on the internet, you're held to a very, very high standard. So people expect you to do things perfectly, especially right. if you like stand for something. So like I, I try to live sustainably and ethically. I'm by no means perfect, but that is something that I care about. I care about social issues. So every now and then, like maybe I'll explain an issue the wrong way or like I'll have plastic, you know, straw or something. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm trying. Like keep in mind, just because I'm on the internet, I'm not, I'm not going to be perfect. And like, you know, I'm sure person on the other end isn't necessarily as well so I think being held to like that utmost standard can be a lot of pressure and those comments do kind of tend to (laughs) things I'm like I'm trying my best here y'all work with me um but thankfully for the most part people are kind and I'm very grateful for that good yeah and Elena as always we love to ask our guests if you could leave the women listening on this theme of being a woman of action what is a piece of advice that you would say that has allowed you to become an accomplished woman of action? What would you say to our listeners? I love that. Yeah, I would say a big thing is developing clear vision for your life and the world you want to live in in the future. Um, I think a lot of it, it is strategic. You have to sit, you have to plan what you want, what your goals, what do you want to see your life look like in several years and what are you passionate about? What change do you want to see? I think there's a lot of power in writing and brainstorming the things you care about to really make them happen and push for them. Like it doesn't just come naturally, I think, which is like a misconception. It really, um, you know, you really have to sit down and ask yourself and, you know, with the actions you take and the decisions you make and questioning, does this opportunity move me towards my goal? So I think having and building a clear vision, which is continuously changing is massive to live a life of action. Um, Another thing I would say is constantly seeking discomfort. That's where we find growth. It's not just, you know, staying in our comfortable bubble, but pushing ourselves into the things that really scare us is, I think, 
a huge thing. I mean, putting my life on the internet is not normal. It would not come naturally <laughs> to me, but by putting myself out there, it's opened countless doors or by going on, you know, like a solo travel trip, I meet some of the most beautiful people and have some of the most special experiences. So I think mm-hmm. pushing yourself outside your safe, comfortable bubble is where you're going to see like really beautiful things happen. Um, just push yourself to grow. And then like a last point is just constantly stay curious. That's like a life motto of my line or a life motto of mine is to keep always keep learning, always stay curious to explore different things. And that obviously can look so different for each person, you know, finding things you're passionate about and then really diving deep, but never just staying complacent or stagnant, but constantly pushing to like learn more about yourself, about others, whether that be like reading or growing or traveling or just, you know, putting yourself out there. I think there's a lot to be curious about. Um, So I feel like a combination of those and obviously many other things as well have helped me live a life of action and hopefully could help others as well so awesome it's been so great to have you on our show it's been so fun and your wisdom your experiences every bit of every adventure that you share whether it's on your youtube channel or here with us the interviews you do continue to be a light and shine to all our listeners thank you once again for tuning in we hope you feel loved and encouraged by today's content Be sure to stay tuned for more of our exciting updates and gather news on our Instagram, at Girls Who Gather, as well as our website, www.thegirlswhogather.com. Also, remember to share and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Be on the lookout for exciting season updates and announcements, merch, media, meetups, and more. There is always something for you to be involved in and a place for you to belong. You are so loved. Until next time, bye gather girls.